Welcome to TT with the Ballers podcast. Welcome to another episode of TT with the Ballers. We are finally at the final episode of our second season in show and it has been a tremendous season. Obviously we have a bonus episode coming up with the UFL Champions League finals. But here we are at the end of the season and it's been quite something would have loved to have Arsenal fans on the show but they decided otherwise. Anyway. So let's let's just begin with with the champions and discussing about the champions and also discussing the possibility of treble because it's pretty much impossible not to discuss the most obvious thing that is being talked about in in the, in the footballing world right now so starting with manchester city and and uh, before i forget we have a lovely guest in in spp a good old friend of ours from from back from college uh, a very ardent and and dedicated Manchester United supporter he has been on the show in the past but and apart from that we have also the regulars Jayesh and Anshu with me so i'd like to hand over the mic to Swami on this noisy neighbors aren't so noisy they are the obvious ones these days uh, how did you find the season how do you find the squad and if you had to sum up their season how do you do that well thank you for the welcome harsh and uh, well <clears throat> talking about our noisy neighbors well not so noisy anymore like they are the i i could say the like if you would ask any random person who hasn't watched football he would still not recognize them but those who do watch football they would know that yeah for almost a decade now manchester city have been on upward curve and that curve might go even further higher this year with a very strong possibility of a treble but <clears throat> like david beckham said probably a couple of days ago to win a treble is a fantastic thing but there is always a team who has done it first and we are the one who did first and that too with an academy grown team right well we will we'll nowadays the uh, come to the sir alex versus pep debate but but that is for the later stages of yes. the so, so uh, uh, objectively looking at the city team they are simply fantastic uh many of the uh, football experts didn't expect them to thrash real like they did but see that's what pep is about pep is like the most you don't uh, i don't know i don't have the proper phrases to glorify him any further <laughs> <laughs> he's the mad genius in the simplest terms the man who made sir alex grumble in wembley yeah <laughs> and a few days ago also if you've seen the latest 
reel from our our page it's it's all about sir alex giving the award to uh, pep guardiola and he says sore isn't it very sore <laughs> obviously man like a man like sir alex he was even uh, quoted uh, like he was saying that he was missing football uh, even after uh, having retired being 26 years at the helm of united so for a person like him who has almost lived a significant portion of his life dedicated to this team and presenting that award to the team just across the city to the manager of the team across the city that would definitely feel sore for him and furthermore so because uh, this has been happening for quite i think this is the fourth time in the f- last 5 years right so definitely it's a sore experience for him in 2009 sir alex was asked our city going to be favorites and he said not in my lifetime but now it's every time with that let's come to the second united fan anshu i know you've been very vocal throughout the season through multiple episodes about how city is going to clinch it in the end i was also uh, i had my doubts towards uh, you know the christmas period i i thought arsenal wouldn't throw it away but throw it away they did and and champions of england are manchester city we always knew they are the big dog in the fight right and once they get hold of the bone they are not letting it go that easy so city haland and Re- just before anshu jumps in just before anshu jumps in i told you guys if they lose if they don't win the treble it's a shame on them i still stand by it carry on anshu Right, we'll come to Chelsea, Jayesh. Don't worry. There's a lot to talk about them. But yeah, the standards that they've set is, I think, uh, evident enough in what Pandey said that if you expect a team to win a treble in a season, that's whether they do it or not. I I don't think it'll be shameful if they don't, because saying like obviously they are the favourites, having defeated pretty much everybody they've faced, but it's still a Champions League final and it's still a very good team they're facing. So. no disrespect to them but i think yeah it's it's going to be a trouble year and apart from that agreeing with every everything swami said and uh, i don't know man i always said that uh, they're going to win the league but it's 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 one of those predictions that don't make me feel happy anymore <laughs> it's uh, i don't know if it's because of the fa cup result or if it's because of the fact that they're simply rampant enough this season to go ahead and pretty much defeat any team that they face so it's sort of a i might i might i might i suggest that it's kind of a football dominance that we haven't seen for a very long time uh in sense that even and uh, it's it's something that uh, i wanted to discuss with everybody who's uh, who's who, who would come on to this channel but i think we need to do a Manchester United 99 versus City 23 if they do end up winning the treble which I think they probably will and uh, having had a little bit of head start on that project on myself I feel that it's a it's going to be a very very interesting comparison in sense that uh, these are two different eras of football we're talking about well, we two different thousand, managers thousand 
replace simulations by ai and then maybe we can come to a con- solid con- or maybe you know maybe we just uh, maybe we just go and reverse engineer everything and try to figure out data metrics as to rank the teams and you know how like if if you were to look at simple data points you'll obviously say that city are a better team but then there are a lot of other things to be considered so i think we'll we'll do that we'll we'll, we'll do that soon enough but you know i mean to sing praises about the city team does not do them justice and we can say a number of facts and i i quite agree with all those facts regarding the financial fair play allegations and the fact that he has gone in and spent money and you know all these charges that are being leveled out but i still feel that we have other teams who who spent money if not if not if not equally then probably more and none of them have done it i i, I don't see i mean it's like sounding like a broken record but i think city have chelsea have spent more in one season that city than city have done in the past two or three perhaps so it's it's quite clear that expenditure is not the only thing but apart from that the way pep has adapted uh, the current team the way he has changed his systems the way i think he has changed the roles of players and you know we can it's it's like we are repeating ourselves in a way that we're talking about john stones and kyle walker and it's not just it's not just they the way they won it's it's like they let gabriel jesus go there's like who yeah. the best player cancelo fuck off cancelo go and die at yeah. and they let yeah. uh, zinchenko go i mean two pretty starting 11 of of the previous season they let them go to arsenal which basically challenged them they let one of the mm-hmm. star players go and still won it yeah it's just crazy um, but yeah, I, i think i i think it's i think it's the kind of ruthlessness that defines pep in a way that he he he, he just wants players to conform to his system rather than going the other way around I, which is pretty much how the old school managers used to do it it's, and it's 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 it, it's fun watching that time, you know the yeah. way city start singing and they just don't mm. stop yeah. they just don't stop the symphony keeps on going keeps on going doesn't matter who comes and and credit where it's due the sheer dominance of of city team against i would say Arsenal that was the title decider right we were all talking about how that match is going to decide the title everybody and, and pretty much it did so then Arsenal never had a whiff of the ball that match and 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 that just shows why city are champions but i think it's arsenal's own undoing i mean I mean, it's Arsenal scoring and doing in a way that it should never. Big energy. That's how. That's how. Yeah. Big Wolf grabs the bone, and and you can't take it off him. That's how I felt as a Liverpool fan, being done by City twice. We had to get how many points? I guess it was somewhere around ninety six, ninety seven mark to win mm. it once from Manchester City, and they just take it to a next level. It's it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's most most surprising uh for me is 
What's more surprising for me is the fact that uh, you know Arsenal actually managed to drag it to that match wherein it it became a title decider, which it didn't need to be, you know, and that that just that just goes on to show the kind of mentality that 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 really matters when it comes down to the business end of the season. But you know, like we could talk about City the entire episode and still not be enough. So let's just save it. I think for well, after I, the I, Champions I, League I, final, perhaps. The 2009 season when Ronaldo on was on his top form and Manchester United won against Liverpool by two points, and fucking yep. Ashraf scored four goals. I think we did mm. Arsenal. Liverpool did Arsenal this time when we drew against them in the like it was it was crazy match, and and uh, Granite Shaka and Trent Alexander scuffled. And then it was all down for for Manchester, uh, no, for Arsenal, and they just couldn't win four of their next three. They drew. I think the, they they went on to to draw three, uh, yeah. culminating in the Southampton draw. Crystal Palace. And then they, yeah, they they drew Liverpool. They drew Southampton. They drew Palace. I think, and then they went on oh, to lose Ham. against. I think it was West Ham. West Ham, yeah, it was West Ham, yes. Yeah, I, I remember it was a okay. rival. Yes. And then they went so on they, and lost they, against City, and it was like City, oh. yeah. It was uh, done. Yeah, that was the point of no return. Yeah. 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 But yeah, man, I, I feel bad for Arsenal. I'm sure Jayesh wouldn't. But uh would you Jayesh like to talk about City now and then come to Arsenal and because I love and before Jayesh jumps in, before Jayesh jumps in again to return the favor, I stand by him. I don't feel bad for Arsenal at all. I'm. It's. It's like I. I really couldn't care less as to who's winning the league. But it's. 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 It's a relief that Arsenal didn't. But it's an equally gutting thought that City are. Uh, spoken like a true United fan and shoe, but nonetheless, at this point of time, I'm. Relieved that Arsenal didn't win it. Uh, since the time Chelsea was out of the race from the Premier League uh, title race around October, November, uh, the only nightmare which I was getting at that point of time was what if Arsenal wins it? And and for a change that has not happened since a very very long time. So my belief and my faith in Arsenal has repaid. You know that they will bottle it up and. I like a true Chelsea fan and an Arsenal hater from a London club. Uh, thanks to Arsenal that they did bottle it up. But again, time and again, you know, people have come onto the podcast. I have had chat with different kinds of people that a crucial player was injured. Uh, they were injury hit in terms of Thomas Party was injured in between. Um, the guy who uh, in their defense, what was his name? Who became injured Sariba. and uh, all Arsenal fans started crying. I forgot his name. Saliba. Gabriel. Saliba. 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 Yes. Saliba. Yes. At the end of the day, you know, as Harsh rightly mentioned, fuck off Joao Cancelo. Fuck off Gabriel Jesus. They don't care. You have to go ahead and win with what you have. And that is exactly what City did and Arsenal couldn't. So fuck you losers. And you know, I am the authority to call someone a loser, finished in there, and I can from down here I can look at everyone up there and laugh at them, majorly at Arsenal, because Arsenal did give hope to their fans. 
and there came a time where arsenal fans started saying that you know people uh, were not expecting arsenal to finish in the top 4 let alone challenge for the title well what say now what fuck you you reached there you dreamed about it you bad mouth other teams and then at the end of the day you celebrated a little early and that just blew up in their face so ha 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 fuck you arsenal so the gunners top exploded right in their face but at the same time when you talk in terms of football i don't think there's a better team <laughs> yeah so i don't think there's a better team as of now than manchester city and it's not the players who are uh, you know exceptional anyone who's playing in that city team you sit down mares or you bring him back you play jack grealish or you bench him no matter who comes who goes city team performs consistently and uh, i was having a chat with akash the other day and you know he brought in a very important point that how critical gundogan has been for manchester city time and again you know dragging them through the end phases of the season and scoring two massive goals in an fa cup final surprisingly haland has been silent for last like lot of i i i yeah and then coming up and showing up and performing in a final where no one else could so that's, that's i I, i think that's the thing with city you never know who's going to turn up fucking bernardo silva turned up against real madrid who would have thought yeah exactly my point and bernardo silva was not playing so many games like week in week out right on the i think the only consistent player who has played week in week out is haland and that the amount of goals he has scored has itself to show for that you know how much how many games he has played and the kind of performance he has put in and setting him apart that manchester city team without haland as well is capable of doing or giving damage to other teams in the way that they would not have expected let's talk about the arsenal game against bournemouth they ended up they ended up winning that game but the way bournemouth were playing around with them you can't play around with a city team like that and i i think that's the mentality which is which pep has brought in the team that you know i i i i just imagine you know that what kind of training sessions do man city players have today defenders will play forward today forward will play defense keeper will play mid mid will play keeper i don't know man they all can play everywhere the way they have moved john stones into the midfield that started a trend it's yeah the, don't bring in liverpool here no but i'm <laughs> saying i'm saying that used to but, ulta that used to happen when these two guys philip lam and who's the other guy joshua kimich used to play in midfield start yes, midfield yes, yes. and then go to defense this guy has just just twisted it around started from started defense and came come, come to the midfield yeah i i think the well talking about this starting from uh, defense and uh, coming up to mid uh, there is an example a very infamous example <laughs> even before and how can a manchester united fan not pop in is by sir alex in mid 
So oh. even before, uh, like yeah. just just so, just to point it out. Yeah, so carry on, guys. Uh, yeah, uh, I lost you there, uh, Swami, a little. Could you repeat? Said that the initiator of this trend, this I don't know. In the recent times, like in the past decade or so, it started with Phil Jones playing the mid as a defensive mid. Oh wow! Sir Phil Jones. Yeah, in season twenty thirteen itself. <laughs> yeah, and, and from there the Where master Jones right now, Sir Alex, still at United, still in United. <laughs> <laughs> Please. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Phil Jones is the best center back to have ever played in the Premier best League. Who did not play in Premier League? Who has? Who is the best? Who is also a defender? Better he's, than. He's the he, he's the best. He he is the best center back to have played in the Premier League. Who did not play in the Premier League and won the Premier League? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's the only thing. Like the best defender in the world. The Premier League medal and Gerard without it. <laughs> Bro, uh, who was that Liverpool player who proclaimed himself as the best defender in the world, and then Madrid gave him in his mouth? I don't know. It was There's... Lovren because only Lovren. Yes, yes. Lovren, Lovren, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> Salah. But anyway, so yeah, so yeah, not to digress from what I was saying, but. The way they have executed their football, Manchester City, that team is a nightmare to face. And you know, if a title contender like Arsenal lose the way they do in a very crucial tie, there's no game Manchester City can lose right now. And you know, see, I don't have anything against Manchester City, right? It's okay, fine. You go ahead, you're a good team. Go ahead and win. But I somewhere down the line, you know, I seriously feel that. See, as a Chelsea fan, being in a Champions League final, I I know what it feels to be the underdog, and I root for Inter Milan. But then at the end of the day, as I said, if City don't win, it's a shame on them. Well, like it has been quoted before on the podcast. Not a betting man, Anshu is, but but no sensible person would bet against Manchester City. I think it's it's <laughs> crazily stupid for anyone to come and say that City won't turn up because the way they have been playing, the way they have been just having that sheer dominance from minute one to minute, and even in the FA Cup, I think they had crazy control of the game. Uh, for the last thirty minutes, I don't think. I mean, towards the end, towards the last five minutes, uh, United had a little bit of ball, but apart from that, for the first forty minutes of the second half, they didn't have a whip, and and just the control they have on the game, even in 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 the in the Champions League final, you know, we I I kept waiting for for a phase, for a five minute, ten minute, fifteen minute phase where Madrid would would dominate City, but that just didn't come. And I think it's it's crazy uh, the the way City can just dominate the play the the uh, opponent. But uh, coming to Arsenal, I I just think I I wanted Arsenal to win. To be very honest, I really liked Arsenal because 
it's it's a yeah problem. well you know what fuck liverpool too <laughs> it's not about liverpool jayesh we are not talking about liverpool we didn't spend 2 billion and and still couldn't finish top 10 uh that that feat and that capability only few london clubs have so good for you uh i guess i hope frank lampard is back soon as a manager i guess before september to save chelsea once if nothing again. works out frank works out i just hope like like man like frank lampard said does anybody of- else does anybody else think that frank lampard could be the worst manager to have ever managed in the premier league well roy i think there are somehow <laughs> if you consider somehow, just this past season everyone turns back to chelsea turns back to i think he's a terrible manager with derby county if there was any other manager uh, he was it was he with derby yes i guess so yes yes i think if there was, was a manager that season the way derby were playing they would have they would have come to the premier league but it was only due to frank lampard that they could not and why would you give the job to frank lampard <laughs> at the end of the day you know he at least he had the why balls to take up a temporary job ryan mason from tottenham hotspur has been doing a better job than frank lampard actually he has not been doing a better job if you see the amount of games which chelsea lost he has won two games in the last Out phase of the season frank lampard has won <laughs> one that makes ryan mason a better manager than frank lampard well you know this is uh, this is where i will keep quiet and then come back again with the first episode of the next season and fuck you guys everybody <laughs> well yeah so yeah talking about about arsenal i would back myself up and and i really wanted arsenal to win not because i would have been unhappy because two other people from this podcast would have been unhappier than me <laughs> <laughs> a Chelsea fan and a United fan, but jokes apart, guys. I think I think uh, we have to give credit to to the Arsenal team. They played really good. I just feel that they they were a, a they were they were a good City team for for a very short time, and they were a shitty City team for the rest of. this season um and and uh, i mean just look at the players gabriel jesus very good striker not as good as haland william saliba good defender just not good as good as maybe Are we comparing the arsenal squad and the city squad i'm 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 saying that all the players of arsenal are just a shittier version of City players. See, De Bruyne. No. Okay, Matt tell me this. Okay, let 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 me, let, let me just. Similar type of player, yeah. but Odegaard is just a shittier De Bruyne in in some sense. You have Saka, you have Mares. Saka is just the shittier version of. He is much shittier De Bruyne, my friend. <laughs> but but yeah, banter apart, I think uh, the manager Arteta did a very good job. But, but again, what you are what you are missing is that because 
everybody's everybody's a shittier version of their city counterpart is because don't you think Arteta is a shittier version of Pep? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, credit man, credit. I I, 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 I I like that influence with a team that everyone on this podcast has seriously doubted in the past. When uh, their goalkeeper came, when Ben White came, when uh, players like uh, even Gabriel Jesus, Zinchenko, Odegaard, all of them came, we doubted them. No one knew Gabriel Martinelli. All of a sudden, Gabriel Martinelli is on everyone's list. So I think they fucked up, yes, but they showed courage, they showed capability and and and... For once, I it would have been a breath of fresh air. I know that breath of fresh air would have stinked like a fart in the noses of Chelsea and United fans. But uh, but this 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 is just too much dominance from City, and and for once there was one team to break it. I think how many people can can say that their club can defeat City to the Premier League? I am very few. And if this Arsenal side was one of those sides, I would have been happier. But uh, let's move ahead and let's talk about Manchester United. Kung's third, hoped for a treble. Europa League, FA Cup and the League Cup. But we are down to... Yeah, the Palika Bazaar treble. (laughs) 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 But... (laughs) But a good season overall. <laughs> but a yeah, good season. The lads played more than fifty games throughout the season. That Not is probably the best, best, best uh, depiction of a treble that I've ever heard. The Palika Bazaar <laughs> treble. Kudos to that man, really. Yeah, thank you, Anshu. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the lads played more. Than 50 games throughout the season, a pretty long run. Harsh, you must be uh, familiar with it with your Liverpool's run in uh, last year, right? Last season. So yeah, the team really was out of its like uh, squad depth was an issue. Some uh, crucial injuries and uh, absences in terms of red cards for Casemiro. Uh, that hurt us uh, after the Carabao Cup final at a very crucial juncture where we could have maintained the where we we needed to maintain the momentum, and we precisely lost it at that point. So that's where the hopes of the Pali Cup trouble went into dust. But nevertheless, a League Cup uh, getting a silverware after a after uh, how many five six seasons. Is uh, you would say it's a whiff of fresh air. Team looks encouraged. Uh, encouraged now. Ten Hag is brilliant with his man management. Sending out Ronaldo, sending Ronaldo out of contract towards the beginning of the season. That was like a massive. That could have backfired massively had United done worse. But no, it uh, clearly uh, that decision. Portrayed that no, Ten Hag was right in his position, and yeah, the board is now 
now backing him if the takeover takes a final shape in the coming months we could have a decent uh, summer transfer window as well and yeah just, we are all excited for that just to add a little to what swami said all of that with that bloke from burnley up front as our striker can you imagine uh, doing half a season with woutberg host and coming third striker of the world cup do not forget no i'm not <laughs> forgetting but i still maintain what i said a guy who has scored two goals for burnley and has managed what what is it three assists and two goals whatever it is for united i think i think the most like uh, the most key area where we've been lacking and i think jayesh was very right to point it out in the last uh, you know uh, podcast we had is that sooner uh, as soon as rashford's goals dried up we sort of went went backwards in a way in in terms of scoring goals and being consistent with it so i think i i mean from where we were to where we've come it's a it's a it's a downfall obviously because you don't as a man united fan you cannot you cannot celebrate coming third but from where we were uh, at the beginning of the season getting whacked by brentford 4-0 at home i think i think uh, it's been it's been a pretty good turnaround with the kind of personnel we had and with the kind of problems we had so i mean all fingers crossed for perhaps the takeover which i just hope happens and then i'll get some sort of financial support in the in the in, in the summer market to compete against the likes of i don't know gdp spending teams like chelsea and all <laughs> how much did uh, chelsea spend more double the pakistan's gdp i guess dhuma dhuma dikhai de raha hai humko dhuma nahi hai paisa utna yaar but uh, what position did chelsea come gaish would you like to tell share with us in terms of spending money first no no in terms of league position first my <laughs> <laughs> uh, life marules no no but seriously what was it jaga league champions league sab jeeti tha lucas piazon <laughs> भाई हम लोग फिकायो तमूरी बेचे टैमी अब्राहम बेचे वो क्या गोई मार गोई बेचे सब तो नया नया गिन आ रहा है पुराना में देखो तुम डिब्रोइना बेचा है मोहम्मद साला भी बेचे मोहम्मद साला बेचा है लुकाका बेचे खरीदे भगा दिए लुकाकू श्रद्धांजलि पैकेज भेजेगा टर्न टू पॉडकास्ट इफ इंटर मिलान विंस दिस चैंपियंस लीग देन इट वुड बी अजी रिडेमशन फॉर लॉर्ड ऑफ प्लेयर्स who have been rejected by the active fans of the people speaking on this podcast matteo darmian henrik mkhitaryan <laughs> romelu lukaku <laughs> romelu lukaku is there anyone else 
भाई ऐसे तो रोलिंग इन ऑयल The best thing that happened to the world of football was the Ukraine war, and and I love watching. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I love I love how money can't bring you success every time. PSG and Chelsea are are a great example. Money does bring you success every time. Let's get For example Manchester. Lots of good players in Chelsea. Obviously that that. us as fans would have loved in our teams where does chelsea go from this obviously it can't go any further hopefully not by the way west ham are playing a european final if you guys yeah. are aware about it europa conference league final in prague yeah which they might win english clubs are doing awesome yeah against fuentina again a good club So yeah, it's it's going to be Italy versus England in two of the finals, arguably. Yes. Italy was in all three European finals yeah. this year. Yeah. In Europa League also, Roma was there. Roma was, by the way, hard done by. It was it was mm-hmm. clear handball shout, but yeah. <clears throat> So yeah, let's 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 come back and let's focus and let's talk about Chelsea. Uh, Jayesh, don't be so grumpy, man. It's okay. It happens sometimes. Clubs finish second in the second half of the league. But where does Chelsea go from here? Who is your new manager? What are your transfer plans? Are you gonna buy more? Are you gonna sell some? What's gonna happen in the next few months? <clears throat> the least i expect from chelsea as of now is rebuilding uh mauricio pochettino has come in and i being a chelsea fan have been very skeptical about the kind of manager he was um i am not aware of his accomplishments to be very honest because for a very long time he was or tottenham manager and came very close to winning the premier league title and thanks to chelsea they couldn't so i think he might be able to do good but this chelsea side is very unsettled uh, a lot of players have come in a lot of players 
will be going out a lot of players will be brought in in the summer window as well uh as a chelsea fan i i it, this has been a devastating season and as time and again i have mentioned the only good thing about this season was arsenal bottling up the league as a chelsea fan so can't you know put enough emphasis on the fact that how bad the season for us have has been and time and again i have said the same thing if a defender is your player of the season that means your season was shit and the, exactly what has happened to chelsea uh, thiago silva is our player of the season uh, this year a 38 year old the oldest outfield player in the premier league this season is our best player you can imagine the kind of shit housery which has been going on around the chelsea football club uh, the dressing room in the training uh, players like oba uh, kai havertz pulisic mount and a lot of other older players in itself is a definition as of now that you know the, the way they have been performing is not up to the mark the way we have I, and you know finishing in the second half of the table is something was bound to happen when you don't win games when it, and i i guess harsh knows how it feels last ke saath game ji gaye thoda acha laga hoga tumhe but tum hamare saath hi haar rahe the jab tab jab hum log haar rahe the aur hum log haarte gaye bas tum log ka rasta thoda wahan se alag ho gaya but at the same time it, it, it's a very shitty feeling you know you spend um, like tremendous amount of time following your club watching those matches and then eventually feeling bad for your team facing up to your friends and other random people who come and flaunt in front of you that you know paper dunzo chelsea sucks kya should i send some tissues to wipe your tears yeah man uh tissues won't do justice i need i think all. it's a well that has dried up midway in the season so i don't think there are tears anymore this is just laughter no, no. of derision going on for arsenal bottling the league are scotch yeah, bride yeah. do bhai badhiya se chehra ragad ke puchega with that being said right i think good things are coming for us next season uh but then again you know one thing which i don't understand is this the chelsea culture or is this the way the team functions i i don't understand sala manager acha nahi karta to usko nikal dete hain yaar matlab sala agar aadmi apni naukri bachane ke hi dar mein jeeta rahega to ghanta perform karega and that is coming from a sales person so it, it, it is it is very but but in retrospect do you think it would have been a smart decision to keep graham potter because graham potter let's go a little back it would have been good decision to keep thomas tuchel well thomas tuchel is problematic this is a well known fact that not everyone can work with thomas tuchel i understand how thomas tuchel decision must have been made there would have been disagreement thomas tuchel would have been very strong with his opinion he is very opinionated he would have stuck and and they would have ended up disagreeing thomas tuchel leaves then at the end of the, the best day, that man produces talented, results uh, manager of of the premier league from brighton and then brighton surprisingly starts playing even i don't think without... he has been sacked yet by bayern has he 
Yes, yes. No, no, he's Dev- not sacked. No, no. Olivier Dev- Khan Dev- and... They've sacked Olivier Khan from the CEO position, I think. <clears throat> yeah. Thomas Tuchel is still there. But again, my point being here that, you know, yes. And I agree with the fact that, you know, they brought in the Brighton manager and Brighton were like, ooh, he's gone, let's play better. And <clears throat> that, that was the case. But... Screw Brighton. We are not talking about Brighton here. We are talking about how that manager came into Chelsea and never could settle. And you know, a string of bad results, it it mounts a t- tremendous pressure on you. And the time when he was playing, let me just put in a fact here. I was just reading an article today that Mauricio Pochettino is banking on the 105 million duo uh, to play good for Chelsea next season. And that duo is Ben Chilwell and Reese James. These are the two players on on whom Chelsea are banking right now. And at the, at the same time, they just started six games together the whole season in which you played so many matches. And in, it, 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 in itself is a testament or a statement that, you know, things have not gone well for Chelsea and the impulsive buys which were, which were done. I think Kulido Kulibali, uh, Kukurea, then uh, bringing in Wesley Fofana who got injured early in the season. And by the end of the season, if you watch Chelsea matches, and I, I don't think you guys did because it was a hopeless event, but as a fan, I did. And what I saw was, you know, if you are going forward and you have momentum, it's good. But if you if the other team is pushing you or it's charging on you, they just lose hope and faith. And I, I think the main thing which Mauricio Pochettino comes needs to come and do for Chelsea is bring in that hope and bring in that mentality. And I, I don't think how the team lost that mentality. That is something which we have always had, no matter what. You know, at every point in the season, in every match, there was a point where I was feeling that now from this match, it will turn around. From this match, it will turn around. And by the by the time I realized that it was not going to turn around, we were on the 37th match. So, yeah, like I can just go on and on and on, but I, I really hope that Pochettino changes my view about him and my expectations from him would grow more and more. And as of now, to be very honest, challenging for the title seems out, out and out, out of reach. But need the top four and I, 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 I actually think quite, a very capable squad. I actually quite disagree with you over there because I think Pochettino can work wonders with this squad. Because uh he, the, yeah, the, the signs yeah. the signs that he has thrown before even taking up the job of officially, so to speak. You know, uh, there is already movement in the market. There is already... With Pochettino, the thing is, you know what kind of football he likes to play. He likes to play those fast-paced, positional... Like Chelsea this season has have been apart from the fact that they've not been able to score goals. I, I think they've been shit positionally speaking. Like off the ball, they don't know where to be. They don't know where to press. So they just overload any part of the pitch which which did you which has did the you ball, watch the match against United? Chelsea was, United versus Chelsea. Did you watch? Yes, right. Every time Chelsea were attacking with the ball in, to, in with the left back or the right back. Did you notice that there was only one small person in the center who can never get in between 
and get the ball with the header inside but that is the tactic which was being repeated again and again but no that is because that is, that is that is because there was there there's there's seemed to have been no positional awareness in the forward players who were playing for chelsea i don't blame them i think it's probably because of the fact that you guys never circled in on a on a on a, on a, on a on a, on a starting 11 so to speak but i think with poch and uh, and i i think it's not going to take as much time as we might think like you just said that you know it's like challenging for the title is a distant dream for you guys i don't think that's the case i i think what i think is that with a couple of transfers in and like 578 transfers out in the summer you will probably have a squad that is going to I I won't say challenge for the title we'll looking at this city team looking at we need to yeah, find I mean lo- looking lo- I mean looking at the city team I certainly won't say that you are going to like challenge for the title right off the bat but the fact that you don't have european football this season and the fact that you're going to have a more uh, sort of it it actually takes me a hark back to the conte season where chelsea won you know it was the, it was pretty much the same you'd come off of a very bad season you came into a season with the manager knowing that premier league is the best you could do and then you went ahead and did it with good transfers and good uh, you know uh, essentially playing met- methodologies and i think we may i i mean we may see something like that this season i'm not saying you guys you guys are going to win the league i'm certainly not saying that but i think chelsea are going to perform much better than what people are expecting them to they, we might even see chelsea perhaps uh, towards the half end of the season going for something like a very comfortable top 4 finish it might just be a, a, this might just be a very outside guess but i think it is something that is very much feasible and possible yeah it is and but at the same time you know what one thing has brought reality to me in this season was that you know I, I I don't expect anything out out and out right now until unless I see the first five games or let's say how we play and how many players go in or uh, come in or go out right I I don't know because having so many players like oh my god how can I I never thought that having so many players can be a pain so many good players the fight to play. the end it's like Todd, it's like it's, it's like Todd Bowley is playing fifa and he's 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 got he's got all these players who are sending him personal messages that gaffer i feel well yeah, and exactly. and yeah and he's replying to every each and every one of them that yeah, yeah i i have in mind what you're saying yeah 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 so that, that shit is not working out and i think that that needs to change and i think Todd Bowley see i we nobody of uh any of us know how football is run right we only can speculate and use our brains and understand how things work and how things don't but at the same point of time you want your team to do good certainly i do want that my team does very well in the coming season but at the same time i realistically want want that kam se kam 20 game to jeetne hai bhai next season theek hai kam se kam 60 point to chahiye that is what my agenda as of now is <clears throat> with that being said can we let's talk about liverpool a little i just think before we start about liverpool i just think i totally agree to what anshu said i think i think you are just one manager away from from a half decent team 
प्लेइंग आई मीन सिक्सटी पॉइंट शुड नॉट बी अ प्रॉब्लम फॉर यू गाइज नेक्स्ट सीजन गिवेन ब्रिंगिंग इन अ मैनेजर लाइक मरुचे पॉचेंटीनो एंड गिवेन द काइंड ऑफ टैलेंट यू हैव इट्स इट्स जस्ट दैट आई थिंक चेल्सी इज फेसिंग अ ओनरशिप अ डायरेक्शन इशू टॉड बोली लैक्स I think I think you've been spoiled by uh, and spoiled. I mean, in a very good manner uh, by well. Mm. <laughs> I think Chelsea has been spoiled by by Roman Abramovich in a very good manner. I don't mean spoiled in a bad manner. Where what was Chelsea before Roman Abramovich came? An average London club finishing mid table. But after Roman Abramovich came, they got a direction. they got money they got good managers and and they really went on to to trouble the elite of premier league and basically became an elite i think god yeah. boli is an elite without an elite mentality he he he's trying to do too much at one point in time and i think i think it is this trying too hard trying too much that's that's hurting chelsea at the moment and uh, Changing three managers was it? Uh, yeah, three managers. So you were just one manager away from making the record for the most amount of sacking uh, a club has done. And I, I, I would ex would have expected Frank Lampard to get sacked, but uh, you held on to him. And and in his last press conference, I could see the frustration. I could see see. Uh, Him. Yeah, he just went ahead and said that the senior players are not training. That that is exactly what my point is, right? The mentality. Where the fuck did the mentality go? You are a goddamn winning team. Does not matter when you finish tenth or twelfth. अरे भाई fail होना सबकी किस्मत में लिखा होता है. भाई उठ के लड़ने वाला attitude चाहिए. और अगर वो नहीं है आपके पास then it is very difficult for a team like Chelsea to get back up on their feet and fight for something. I don't know what they are doing, and I really want them to fight for something. Otherwise, then I, I don't I know. Chelsea is strategy. For the players moving out, I think Kante is moving out. Is is Thiago Silva going away? And uh, what's the situation with Mason Mount? Do you have any update on that? So I really. Would feel bad if Mason Mount has to go away, but I I think that he has made up his mind. Uh, Reese James, as of now, is getting paid two hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week, and Mason Mount was offered a contract which was only incremental in terms of money, and that also was was uh, around two hundred thousand pounds a week, which he said no to. So, with that being said, I think he wants more money. and if he can get it somewhere else like i it i would be very sad to see him go but at the same time you know we have a very big team man like uh, i think we we can we will miss him but we can't do anything about it if he wants to go he has to go and golo kante is going we will definitely miss him i think i uh, mount going in comparing mount going and golo kante going i'm more sad about kante going and i think that has been made official uh, all the best to golo kante 
the kind of journey he has had i think it should inspire every footballer in terms of how to stay on ground and put your head down and do the grind work and come out with the results and goods right so but yeah, and i i think diogo silva should stay kante coming to an end i think i think historically it's been that duo that can be compared to you know most of most of the midfield maestros that we have seen in the premier league and uh, yeah. yeah and I, I, the the whole of the midfield is going away coaches is up for sale unite uh, sorry coaches is up for sale and golo kante is going yeah uh, um Jorginho has already left so there's a new midfield which is going to be there uh a lot of transfer speculations are coming in that real madrid want kai havertz very happy that he would go to madrid but again uh i don't know the kind of player havertz either was meant to be or is so he does try very hard but he's With the law, with the tall stature he has, he's very feeble. With a push, he falls. Does not want to fight for the ball. So, yeah. At the end of the day, I guess Chelsea have a lot to do, and the next coming two to three months are going to be very interesting in terms for the Chelsea Football Club. And see you guys. Say see you next season, motherfuckers. Moving ahead, uh, I think it's time. allow is allowing us so we should obviously discuss uh liverpool up next last season challenging for the quadruple people were seriously talking about winning the quadruple ended up winning two yeah, i i i have questions for you master harshwardhan uh let's wrap the wrap one one uh session from everyone on what they what they think about liverpool season where it went good where it went bad uh, starting with uh, swami and then all of you can bombard me with questions happy to answer all of them spoke spoken like a true consultant my friend well <clears throat> liverpool this season well have been a shocker like last year like you said they were challenging for the quadruple playing about 60 games throughout the season and i think somewhere it could be that fatigue was partly one reason then uh, departure of mane and uh, then probably something came loose with klopp himself i think it's in, in his functioning we have seen that with borussia dortmund as well so after like uh, performing three four uh, good seasons towards a build up reaching the pinnacle after that clock started to unfold and uh, it is quite like he has always been passionate on the sidelines of the pitch but like we discussed it uh, some days ago uh, in the group chat that <laughs> he needed to write that application for that wikship tvrti behavior <laughs> and uh, the team as a whole is facing the brunt of it in terms of uh, video assistant referee decisions i guess so well but and if anywhere uh, klopp is as good as his salt he will definitely take cognizance of these 
things these points and sure he'll be coming up with next season and hopefully i think the uh, liverpool fans are definitely dream dreaming about getting macalister in their midfield and with that him coming in the picture liverpool could offer a pretty solid challenge again in my opinion next season yep i think i think there's there's a lot of scope of improvement but anshu would you like to express your thoughts on on what the season do feel uh, i i i think i i have slightly different views on it uh, mostly because of two facts one you know how in the beginning of the season we kept talking about the fact that it's a seven season curse with klopp and something happens in the seven season and things go to shit and all of that but they've managed to wade through that storm i feel and uh, the last i think five or six games that liverpool played uh, barring the i think uh, <clears throat> the couple of draws they had maybe but the the last five or six games really showed temperament it showed fight it showed resilience as well and if you were to compare uh, you know we were talking about the supposedly quadruple challenging season right so uh, if you talk about last season and this season the two main effects that i see uh, that that you can see in in clear metrics and statistics is the fact that the goals scored have gone down drastically and the goals conceded have gone up drastically like the goals conceded have doubled perhaps so i think with a uh, correct tweaks and uh, and i think you guys need a a, a very good center back to pair up with van dijk somebody who takes up that thiago position or or the henderson position and i think you are sorted in a way that you will still be able to challenge for the league or challenge for top 4 and the reason i say that is because um if you look at the front line there is not really much you can do with that i think the front line has been doing good i think i think the full backs despite of trent's obvious faults uh you know the way klopp has managed to chip and chop him uh, in the midfield i think that has been a very good uh, sort of uh, you know upward trajectory so to speak uh, in terms of uh, in terms of in terms of uh, you know creativity and perhaps keeping the ball and things like that and so if the trend continues in a way that that it has continued in 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 the last again i am taking the last 6 to 7 games as a benchmark and with two or three good signings i i think i think you are good i think i think you are there where you want to be in terms of challenging for the league challenging for titles challenging for you're not in the champions league next season but doing pretty pretty good in europa league so i mean as much as it pains to say me i again it's pretty much like chelsea i think i think we as football fans want to make big deals out of uh, you know fallen warriors so to speak but i don't think the situation is as bad as we want it to be with liverpool there you guys might just be two or three maybe signings away from being exactly where you were a year ago they're going to miss bobby massively uh, uh they might because... as well but uh, but but see the the, th- the thing is his time had come uh, to his he, he needed to leave liverpool perhaps one year earlier than he did and i i was never a fan of him but he has he had been he had had been a very good servant for liverpool he had he had performed very well for liverpool but if we are talking about if if we are just talking about the fact that they had a shit sh- shit season they still managed to come fifth they had a shit season 
they still managed to overcome all the odds and score goals in games that were necessary in the last in the last matches and that just shows the fact that you know the grit has not died the ability for of klopp to essentially chip and chop everywhere like essentially adapt to the way premier league is adapting because and i i will go to brighton but the with the incoming of managers like deserby you know the, the the game has changed in 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 sense that people are now inviting presses people are people are now comfortable uh, playing against team that teams that press a lot and liverpool's prime strategy has been high high pressing high energy forward play very very good positional play in the sense that they like to work the channels a lot with full backs and wingers putting in the work rate and that was missing this season but i think if you are to take the fact that they had like they had supreme problems in midfield but they still managed to do what at one point of season was considered impossible i think it shows grit and as i say like for a united fan it, it it's it's hurtful to say this but credit where it's due i think i think people were too early to write klopp off and i think next season a couple of more signings with a with a correct person besides van dijk who's not i don't know matip or who whoever the fuck plays there so with the correct person beside van dijk and uh, and 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 an energetic midfielder some a uh, jordan henderson at 27 28 years old midfielder like that i think they they still got it i think they still have it i think liverpool will also go uh, go under transition and a new midfield will come in with that midfield right it has to understand the way liverpool functions and it is going to be difficult for liverpool but again the game comes down to the mentality as you rightly pointed it out and the, if that mentality is there if that can be inculcated to the players who are going to come in it is going to be good for liverpool but then again their darwin nunes has to start firing and Um, okay 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 so I, i mean i'm not i'm not a nunes fan okay i'm i'm certainly not a nunes fan and uh, i i i was actually quite you know surprised when liverpool uh, landed him uh, in 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 the season considering the price that was being associated with him um, you know and things like that but if you if i were to tell you that there is that you know uh, a new player who's come from a portuguese league who's playing for a essentially a team that that is supposed to challenge for the title and and league and all of that if that player is starting every match in the league more or less and scoring what is it uh, 15 16 or whatever goals that he has scored in the season i don't think it's that bad a stat i think it's pretty good and i think i think given given the fact that he's still what 22 years of age there is a very very good chance that he may just start to fire i mean i i shouldn't make comparisons with Haaland but what if he goes on next season and adds 10 more goals to his arsenal i think that's that's uh, i mean if 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 again comparing with the comparing with the season that preceded the the, the challenge for the quadruple again saying that in quote season uh, liverpool are 20 to 25 goals off if nunes contributes 10 goals and they get 10 goals from midfield i think they're done i think they're good but then again that's there's there's the point right what if so yeah well, that's, that's always that. there it's always there i'm that, 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 
that is what it, that is what it is about at the end of the day right i i think uh i don't know whether the spanish uh league fans talk about about the clubs who play in spain like this but premier league has some shit ton of teams who are competing for top 4 and it's fun to watch that even though my team is not as of now yeah so continuing that even though my my team is not a part of that mix where who's challenging for the top 4 5 6 7 to be honest right now just imagine the kind of competition premier league has and no but it, it uh, but again i i mean see i i understand the the, the discussions around uh, the competitions in the premier league but every season there there are there are two teams in top 6 that fuck it up this is like that trend never changes right sometimes it's united sometimes it's arsenal sometimes it's liverpool sometimes it's chelsea not city in the recent times most more often than not spurs are there in that conversation but like saying that every team will step it up a notch is not going to happen like we all know that 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 just doesn't happen there will always be teams who underperform now the discussion around liverpool i think has to be more around their midfield as rightly said and defense too because i think i think the squad depth is lacking in terms of uh, their ability to change fullbacks and offer a good partnership to virgil van dijk and if they can solve those two problems i still think that we like i i still think people are making b- more bigger deal out of liverpool's performance than they actually should given the fact that the team had been performing pretty well for the past 3 seasons playing very high energy football it is quite quite obvious and okay to get fatigued it's quite obvious and okay to get discovered like the way trent was like every like every team went up and doubled and tripled down on trent this season you see right yeah. and all of those passages of plays played exactly the way liverpool did not want it to play so i think klopp is going to go back to the drawing board he's going to decide a lot of tweaks here and there and with the correct signings as i said a couple in midfield and one at the back i think this the good i i don't think they have as much to worry about as we might attribute them for i think liverpool ran both out of steam and out of ideas see liverpool has a very small squad not all of players can play in all the competitions right you have to change the teams and that's the biggest problem that liverpool faced last season where we were playing seriously for four cups and we really went on to come runner up in the premier league we lost the champions league final i still can't fathom how we lost it given the kind of performance and given the kind of form we were in and uh, we won the two other cups that there were to be won cups so but what happened this season is there was lack of energy there was lack of enthusiasm liverpool liverpool players just just were not in the same energy levels and that's i think the same problem that arsenal faced towards the end of the season uh, there was there was tired legs there was there was a lot of you know the 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 wind were out of liverpool sails and that's why they started uh, they started really putting up some below average performances uh klopp's tactics got pretty discovered and and the teams tried to get over klopp tactically by doubling up on their fullbacks uh trent got highlighted a little more 
and because he is a little defensively vulnerable compared to robertson on the on the left flank so teams like manchester city doubled up with uh, grealish and de bruyne where de bruyne literally shifted from his central position to to the right wing and two players because when the full backs move up it leaves a lot of space so that became a very big problem and uh, anshu rightly reminded me i feels like ages when we were discussing the seven season curse of klopp and how the seven season is is where he's going to fuck it all up i all i could think at that point of time is oh god what happens if it's the same situation like dortmund and uh, by christmas we are like 19th or something i was seriously considering that and uh, and yeah liverpool were able to uh, come up and liverpool were able to uh i think i think make things work and they finished fifth man it's quite crazy and and insane and thinking excellent swami you look wonderful you got more points i think i think the credit for liverpool finishing fifth has to go to united as well because in the last four five games of the season like we put in the double shift that we needed to to finish top four but otherwise i think uh, you know it it went quite well in in, in terms of uh, where liverpool were and where i think for 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 liverpool to come fifth a lot of teams had to fuck up and i think credit where it's due tottenham <coughs> and brighton did fumble towards the end i was seriously thinking that uh, that we were we could not finish in in in, in the top 6 or top 7 but but brentford fell uh, tottenham fell Newcastle did not, uh, so didn't uh, United. So there were no gaps to fill, basically, for Liverpool. But a lot of positives can be taken, uh, and the best one being Trent now being tried in midfield, and and how he's shifting uh, from midfield to defence, and 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 that role. All of a sudden, Trent looks like a different player. Trent looks to dominate himself on the team and we were talking about darwin nunez right the only sounds a little funny but the only thing missing from darwin nunez game is goals <laughs> so he has everything what it takes he has the pace he has the ability he has the dribble he has the footballing intelligence and it's not that he has not scored goals across all the uh competition he has he has uh, scored double digits so it's not that he can't score goal it's just that the kind of money that we have paid for him if we wouldn't have paid then united would have paid and got him so that's the kind of world we live in uh but i think cody gakpo next season would be more useful for you than nunez i think we have a lot of players in the forward lineup i think the sooner cody gakpo adjusts to the left forward position uh, the better it's going to be because uh, he 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 is he's a very good false nine he's very good replacement for uh, roberto firmino and well i don't think uh, any player in the world can be as unselfish and as much 
a, a false nine. He was basically playing a, a number six role for a lot of time. So I think Cody Gakpo is yes, very talented, very good, but how does he fit in the team? So we have a lot of questions to answer. First is how does the new forward lineup synchronize between them? We have, do not forget, Luis Diaz as well, who all he can do is is dribble and, and do showboating, but very low on end product. We have Darwin Nunez, who can uh, move past a player, but cannot score a goal. Uh, we have uh, Diego Jota, who has lost form since, since a very long time. So, the forward four... Excluding Salah, who is still decent, still very good, and and uh, has a better season than Rashford, is 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 that that's that's the only th- that's a big problem for for Liverpool how they are gonna adjust their forward folks. Uh, apart from that, a lot of signings are needed in the midfield definitely, and. Uh, I think more than a centre-back, we need a right-back for trying to have some backing, some competition. And we can basically try and move Trent to the midfield, which Anshu always wanted. And his dreams have come true. But it's it's just, I think, Liverpool ran dry of ideas. I just, I just didn't want him in the in the, in the full-back position, man. I, had, I, I, I want, He could play winger for all I care, just not a full-back. But he has been good in the midfield position. I've watched him even in the Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Really. So it just shows that Klopp had something up his sleeve and he tried it. And and imitation is the best form of flat flattery. Uh, and Liverpool got done really bad against the City game where John Stones was the inverted centre back, and then a bulb went off in Klopp's head, and he was like, "Wait, I can't. I try that with Trent." And all of a sudden, Trent was playing the inverted defender midfielder. I don't know what term to give it, but whatever it is, it's brilliant. All of a sudden, uh, Liverpool are playing now a back three and, and Trent looks a better player. He has better capability and boy, he's a talented player, man. Three kicks, crosses, corners. The guy can do a lot. It's just that a lot has been made of his defensive, I would say, frailty. Because, see, it doesn't matter if you are uh, Ben Chilwell, Aaron Van Saka or Luke Shaw. If your team is getting ousted tactically when you are being doubled up, tripled up, and your task is to push up and you are leaving a lot of space back, it, it becomes a problem. But... Liverpool win it or lose it in the in the transfer season very seriously. If we don't sign the right players, if we don't sign good midfielders, one right back and maybe one centre back, then I think very little can be done. And I, I I have very low hopes from a lot of our current players, starting with Thiago, Jordan Henderson, Jay, and a lot of players are leaving, and the players have been leaving for a very long time. We had a good bench. We had a good second team till last season. Now, with with Ox, Navi, Kita, 
Milner, Bobby Firmino. There, there have been a lot of significant departures. Not to forget Arthur Melo. He's also leaving Liverpool. So there's if we don't replace them, if we don't get good players to replace them, we are gonna suffer like we have suffered this season. And uh, it's gonna be difficult, but the last push has been a, a good, good, good sign for Liverpool. Uh, Klopp has not won only one trophy with Liverpool. It's the Europa League, and I would love it if Liverpool can go on and win it. Yeah, well, what not like you have a choice on that. It's, just, it's <laughs> not like you can say that. Oh, I don't want to win it. Come on. <laughs> well, I would love it. That's where it started for Liverpool, right? First full season under Klopp. We went to the uh, uh, Europa League finals and lost to Sevilla. The next Will it be a complete circle? I think it could be a complete circle. Maybe if we go again to the Europa League final and lose again. And if we have the similar breadth of four seasons or five seasons, six seasons to be very honest. But I think, yes, uh, see, Klopp is the best part of the team that we have and and in trust cop trusts in clock for all i can say and 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 thank god we survived the seventh season it's going to be the first eighth season of jurgen klopp at any football club and no one knows what's going to happen so yeah fingers crossed but let's move ahead and talk about a couple of other teams that have done exceptionally well first being of course Brighton Hove Albion with Deserby. Deserby ball. Come on, man. Try pressing me and I'll show you what I've got. Uh, excellent players in Koru Mitoma, McAllister, Sonny March. Uh, so, and and Cesio really bloomed towards the end of the season. Good season overall from Brighton. Good position they have ended up at. And just the tactics, man. When Brighton sat, had to part ways with Potter, Potter. Graham Potter, uh, we all thought that this it's done, man. Uh, it's I, I actually think remember I actually remember having a conversation with you about it, and we said that it's probably going to follow the same trend that has followed with teams, you know, that essentially let go of your managers once having tasted a little bit of success. What happened with Southampton, Leicester, essentially, and all all the things like that. So, but it didn't happen, you know. They, if, if, if anything, they fared better. Yeah, if anything, they they did better. Yeah, and that was that was pretty shocking because once in a while you always have these kind of teams, and we all think that oh, it's a fluke. Um, it it maybe it's it's Alan Pardew's Newcastle, or sometimes it's uh, West Ham. Sometimes it is. Uh, Southampton, sometimes it's uh, Leicester City. So every time one club comes up that that really shows they can play good football, but they can't keep it up. And this season, I think we can safely say with uh, Brighton over Albion and the kind of manager deserve is if they don't lose enough players. And I know for a fact that a lot of clubs would be, you know. Trying to move players from Brighton, but I think Europa leagues just give them one reason to stay back. So, Deserby Ball, 
is 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 here and it's here to stay imagine if they manage to win the europa league somehow or perhaps finish in the top well four what a big step will that be well back it would be inspirational if nothing uh, a nice documentary could be made up about that but long way to go along replicating the same because i think a lot of players will be moving out of brighton i think kasaido is being uh, uh in accounts with multiple clubs chelsea being one of them uh, mcallister is going to move uh, so a lot of talent is going to move out from brighton but at the same time they are adding uh, james miller if i'm correct right and they have already signed a couple of more players itself and I, I, i it is it is going to be a good adjustment for the kind of plan they have for uh, the next season but yeah tough good team to watch tough fixture to play let's see how that fares out yeah With that being said aren't we, are we not going to discuss about the saudi oil money Newcastle again that's the, the craziest <laughs> the craziest thing about Newcastle is they still haven't spent their saudi money they are still spending no they did they 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 they, they spent close to 70 million in getting um Isaac who has done a great job nonetheless uh but at the same time it, it would be fun to watch what Newcastle will and a substantial amount of money is being paid to the team who finishes fourth newcastle is going to be playing the champions league uh they have a good team and i i really want to know what you guys think about newcastle renovated me would you like swami do you have to say anything about newcastle well i think the newcastle fans themselves are pretty excited about featuring back into the champions league for a, s- a certain period of time towards the business end of the season uh, there was possibility that they could have finished third but then it was the like the last few strings of uh, fixtures which involved aston villa brighton newcastle and united liverpool tottenham all these teams like uh, towards the end uh, this entire web it gave out a quite decent result for us we'll i'll say out of all the permutations and combinations like towards the end i was figuring like newcastle has these opponents left so if they lose or if west ham gives them a definitive blow towards the uh, towards uh, finishing the season we could end up third and third we did but still uh, like harsh said without spending much of that saudi money uh, they on their own budget <clears throat> managed to come fourth and qualify for the champions league which is <clears throat> quite incredible you have to go ask eddie how <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah so i think a lot was seen uh, this season in terms of 
टीम्स परफॉर्मिंग वेल जिनसे एक्सपेक्टेड नहीं था टीम्स डूइंग वर्स जिसके पीछे पूरी दुनिया पड़ी थी ऑल एंड ऑल आई गेस अ लॉट हैपन इन दिस सीजन विथ लीड्स गोइंग डाउन साउथ हैम्पटन गोइंग डाउन I guess Nottingham Forest was the third team which went down, right? Yeah, I think the resurgence of season was that the case of Aston Villa. Dude, Nottingham Forest is still there. Nottingham Forest are looking for looking to sign Dean Henderson. The third team to go down was Leicester. Oh yeah, oh, yes, Leicester City. Yes, <laughs> the erstwhile yes. Premier League winners of 2014-15. I think it was a 15-16, whatever it was. Bloody, they didn't spend only. <laughs> They did spend till the end. I was thinking, "Ki, dude, you are doing so bad. At least sign some free, free, freely available agents. I mean, but they just could not. And you can't survive in Premier League if you spend such less money. Uh, I, I, I think if a <laughs> imagine the condition of uh, Brendan Rodgers, who left Celtic, came to Leicester City and got relegated with Leicester City." but really terrible man terrible from the owners not to spend money they never replaced casper schmeichel never replaced uh, other squad players who went outside for two other clubs uh, but yeah very sad very sad to see fall from grace uh, which teams are being promoted i guess one is burnley Another one is L- Luton Town has been promoted. Luton Town, Luton Town is the story of the season. <laughs> oh, it, it is going to be an exciting season. Their promotion, if we, if they do not get uh, their stadium up to standards, so yeah, that is still. That is. Uh, I think now that they've been promoted, the money will flow in. So it, I I don't think the quality of stadium or installing a VAR is going to be their issue. Players, on the other hand, might well be because they, they wouldn't. They, yeah, because they wouldn't want to be relegated the very season that they're you know that, that they got promoted. So they Nobody might want to. to but then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I mean, in terms of you know buying players and all of that. they might they might want to spend some go in the summer and spend some on players who've just retired perhaps by harry maguire you never know harry maguire is going we'll even uh, you know we'll we'll even give them 10 million for for him yeah, and we are selling him there was this report that united would be willing to pay 10 million to harry yeah. you guys sold chris smalling for harry maguire and you were telling that yeah. harry maguire is going to change the fortunes i'm going to give it in writing right now harry maguire goes to spurs and becomes this insane player the way romelu lukaku you know what you, you know Arsh, as a, like you, you remember back when we were doing the world cup podcasts and we used to talk about the fact that why is he good in the england shirt and not in the united shirt yeah. i think the reason is very simple the the man cannot simply run and track back as fast as as fast as is expected in the premier league from teams that press up high that being said if he plays for a team the way he did for hull city and leicester who like to sit back who invite the press and perhaps not with as much expectations as would be in a top 
a top six Premier League team. I think he. I. I still. I don't. I still don't think he's a bad player. He's a Premier League winner, man. He's. But he. he I, I think it's a. For Manchester. So United. like. So essentially saying that if he does go on to say somebody like a Spurs and uh, gets out to have good statistics and even wins something for them, I wouldn't be very surprised. It's just that I don't see him playing well for a team that likes to keep a high line press up high and where you know the track tracking back has to be as fast as transition itself. I just don't see him playing well in teams like that. Right, so that's that, and we got Sheffield United as the third team, which has been promoted to Premier League. I guess if I'm not wrong. Yeah, Burnley, It's... Sheffield United, and Luton Town. So Burnley is of <laughs> course being managed by the Vincent Company. Company and it's 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 a warm, fuzzy, nice feeling to see your ex players ex players now as man. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, see, we talk shit about Lampard. Gerard got sacked. Uh, Patrick Vieira got sacked, and I, I, I Solskjaer got sacked. Solskjaer got sacked, and there's something in the back of my head that you know, Vincent Company brings back Burnley. Half the season, we are looking for a new manager. He, he might not a biggish man. The fact is that at least they 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 are where they are and they are playing good. I think Gerard had to get sacked. He was playing lot of office politics, which was not expected from Gerard. And guess what happens? Unai Emery comes, says good evening, and uh, Aston Villa comes. <laughs> Finish fucking seven. I was watching the Premier League table and all of a sudden I'm like, what the fuck just happened with Aston Villa? How the fuck they are at sixth and fifth? At one point they were at some fifth or sixth position. I'm like, what the fuck? When did Aston Villa come so up high and and they won 18 matches, which is equivalent to Brighton, just one more than uh, Newcastle and Liverpool, which is an amazing feat. So. Yeah, so so Gerard got sacked for all the right reasons. Uh, Lampard came in for all the right reasons. I still don't know why Crystal Palace sacked Patrick Vieira. Uh, I don't think it would have made much of a difference, but uh, he was good. Yeah, I think Pochettino we, coming in for Chelsea could have a similar effect what Emery had for Aston. <laughs> Could be man. Could Because, be. See, there are like uh, just like Emery, he was uh, in the Premier League earlier with Arsenal. He went to PSG, and then uh, after that, again now he's coming back to Arsenal. Uh, sorry, uh, he came back to Aston Villa. So man already knew the league. He had a decent set of players with which he could, which he uh, with whom he got a fantastic result. Uh, Jumping from fourteenth to seventh, right? And same could be the case with Poch as well because he has been in the league with Tottenham. The highest he finished was second. Also reached the Champions League final with them, so he knows the league. 
and he also knows the big team environment probably considering tottenham was good in those days so with graham potter coming making the transition from brighton to chelsea was as difficult for i think in terms of uh, extra uh, like besides the pitch whatever uh, a board he had to face it was the same transition like that of moise coming from everton to united and both of them could not bear the pressure with it but pot with pot you can expect him to do that because he has been at psg which is again a pretty huge board right so <laughs> i think chelsea fans should be hopeful i think i'm i, I, I am I, i for one i'm very excited about pot coming back to the premier league because for the time that he was spurs manager and i don't think any spurs fan will deny it like that was the best football they've played in recent times so his brand of football is quite exciting this squad of chelsea is quite exciting so it's it's, it's going to be a good season i think this seems like uh, it's going to be our first who are podcast but guys what do you think harry kane what what should harry kane do? since we were talking about the harry kane should come to chelsea man poch should get him to chelsea <laughs> not happening in a million years <laughs> Why? Why not, man? Why not? Could go to Madrid. I, I, I yeah. think. I, I think. I think we have two United, one Chelsea, and one Liverpool fan right now. Everybody is. Everybody is harking for Kane's signature. But here is an unpopular opinion. I don't know how unpopular it's going to be. I think he goes to Madrid. I, 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 I think that's a very popular opinion. So, <laughs> if it is, then <laughs> if it is, then good enough because with the with the signing of Jude Bell. Bellingham I think they Madrid have made their stance clear on the fact that Benzema has left perhaps Modric or Cruz somebody of them is going to leave so I think they they might as well swoop in and get Harry Kane I'm here Tell me this what are the chances of Harry Kane's what what, <laughs> what are the chances of Harry Kane staying at Tottenham very high very high <laughs> 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 apparently I heard a news that if they have told <laughs> Harry Kane has told the board that if only the only way I'm staying back is if he signs Harry Maguire <laughs> because I really like the guy and if he comes then I I think I have a reason to stay. So yeah, both the Harrys can mm-hmm. make a happy first. Asha hai badi dil ke. But uh, I think I think the question is more like ki. क्या हैरी केन को प्रेमी लीग का टॉप स्कोर बनने से इज ही गोइंग टू बी सेटिस्फाइड या फिर उसको एक्चुअली में कुछ जीतना है इस पर्स में तो कुछ नहीं जीत रहा भाई वो ब्रो भाई वो वाला मीम देखे हो कि काइल वॉकर लेफ्ट विद फ्रॉम हैंड टोटनहम विद जीरो ट्रॉफीज एंड आफ्टर कमिंग द सिटी हैज लिफ्टेड 13 ट्रॉफीज एट द एज ऑफ 27 एंड बाय द टाइम ही टर्न 33 हैज सम 16 और 17 ट्रॉफीज ऑलरेडी हाँ भाई देख लो हैरी केन को भेजो ये वाला मीम बट बाय द वे हाउ अबाउट एंजे एंगे पोस्टेलू आई आईउंस one of an australian coach man that's not that's not good but it's just because he lives man. down under <laughs> he's not a big man 
Harsh is racist. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I just said he lived down so under you? the under the bushes. Uh, uh, and uh, Australia has got bushes, so that means absolute sense. It's not racist at all. You uh, don't think so? Point is, yeah, yeah. He he went to Celtic. He won the the Premiership. So he won the Scottish Cup final, and and it's, I'm not it's, not to take anything away from that, but that means shit because Gerard won it, yeah. and Gerard won it. So in. did Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Gerard did Gerard's... absolutely fuck all in Premier League, man. So this is a fuck the Scottish Premier League. It's like <laughs> simply don't. I, I think I think a Championship level team defeats Rangers or Celtic or whatever it is. Arguably, uh, people said that uh, we should invite Scottish clubs to the Premier League and have a bigger league, and then we can see them playing at least in the mid-table of Premier League. But but uh, point is, yeah, it means fuck all for any manager coming from Scottish League to the Premier League because Brendan Rodgers came after winning the Scottish League gets. Fact: Midway is being got relegated. Gerard came, being the first manager in what 10-12 years to win it with Rangers for the first time, taking it off Celtic, and comes can't even go through half of the season get sacked. So, but but he's an unknown South Melbourne Brisbane roar manager. He's pretty unknown for the league, so I'm just, you know, in a weird way, excited to see a manager that I don't know about. That has yes, I think all I, I think way. we all are. I think we all. And he 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 has he has made a travel right. He was first managing South Melbourne, then he was managing Brisbane, then he went to Japan, uh, then he managed Australian national team. So he has he has made his journey. Um, just like Pep has, in a very different trajectory. So let's come back to the final discussion of the day. Is Pep a great manager or manager of great teams? And is Pep comparable in any way or form to Sir Alex Ferguson? Arey, yar, ek hi baat. I think. This time we won't say. Yar, Swami is asking. Swami. हाँ हम वही बोल रहे हैं कि एक तो एक तो स्वामी से पूछता है क्योंकि हम दोनों इस इस पे अपना ओपिनियन दे चुके हैं और दूसरा कि इस पे ना बढ़िया डिस्कशन होगा डेटा पॉइंट्स के साथ एक बार ट्रेबल होता है कि नहीं ये डिसाइड हो जाता है मोस्ट लाइकली होगा बट ओके सो you know that he was the manager of barcelona and he got messi's barcelona he got xavi and he stuff playing in that team he went to buy but the fact that barcelona chose him because he was there was something good in pep right and uh, with the current city performance i don't think he just does what he does because he has a great team i think he makes that team tick in a very superior manner Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> definitely Pep is nothing short of a genius, but he achieves his genius with the help of extremely talented, world-class players. Ah, uh, 
it is difficult to compare him with any other managers because all the teams which he has managed have been the top notch teams of the league in terms of infrastructure uh, players uh, world class players so had pep had to manage a team with not such great players that could be a better you know testament to his managerial abilities like uh if 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 i was to compare it with uh, united's case ferguson managed to win the league with darren gibson park jisung and anderson uh west brown <laughs> so you got what i'm saying does not get over so if if like uh if you would give the current team of say aston villa or uh, even tottenham to pep and ask him to win a league with that i think that would be that if he won with them with such a that kind of a squad i think that would settle the debate forever that yes pep is the ultimate genius but given the set of players he has had and with the type of football he has introduced over the last Three four years, right? There are uh, some uh, uh, people, some analysts who are saying that Pep has even surpassed football, current footballing limits. So that's why he created uh, his own copies or successors in form of Arteta and company, gave them his players, and so that he could just entertain himself with some competition. So. in that way now with ten hag in united's case i think he can give him a pretty uh, decent competition because he uh, over the course of the season we have had three encounters with city two we lost the one the last was the fa cup final but one uh, we got our asses handed us to to us on a plate Now, that, was way, guys, so, that was a six. That was a six-three. So, uh, but we also managed to score <laughs> three goals in Etihad. So, which has not been done in a long time. Well, as per Liverpool's time. And at home, <laughs> we did manage to win. So, at least Ten Hag is confident that uh, he can give that fight back to City. So let's see. But talking about Pep. solely man is a mad genius talks to himself shouts at his <laughs> players throughout the game and that is a, a beautiful love hate relationship between uh, a manager and a player like we saw in the match with uh, uh, de bruyne uh, uh, in the madrid match while he was uh, shouting at uh, when, where he was literally crushing it and uh, like we all know we have seen uh, he's an by now he's a footballing institution in himself uh sticks to his principles doesn't give a fuck about players you can he can easily rotate his squad and get the same result again that's possible because of the kind of players he has in his squad and, and doesn't matter who comes in who goes out Yeah, actually, I I agree with that. I I didn't want to particularly uh, 
say this but uh disagreeing with one small point i agree with everything swami said but disagreeing with one point where he said that you know he's he depends a lot on good players so i think pep makes a lot of players better good. and good because if you were to look at his current squad i mean and i also don't necessarily agree with the fact that he has to win a league with aston villa or something like that to prove himself because no manager no matter how good can do that right now because football right now is a very finance oriented game with people earning and again it's a it's it's a hyperbole i am making but people earning practically as much as countries make it's 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 weird in sense so i don't think any manager can now go ahead and with clubs spending in one season right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean Dan. i mean if 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 you look at the unevenness of finances right now and that's just not limited to city i mean being a united fan it's again very disheartening to say but we've spent a lot but it's about spending the right way like if you were to take players out of this particular team which might go on and win the treble right which of the players in any of the teams have any of us at any point of time would have said that you know what this is probably the best player in his position Haaland while he was at Dortmund even when he came even till half the season went by people were saying that you know it's not going to happen so it's the premier league and what not but you have to give credit where it's due like players like Phil Foden Akanji players like Nathan Ake we were we would not have talked a line about John Stones if he was not in the city team and De Bruyne as Swami mentioned in the earlier part of this podcast that he was a Chelsea reject right Chelsea sold him Riyad Riyad Mahrez again he came from that Leicester squad that Leicester was an oddity but he came from that squad that win the, that won the league but none of us actually would have known Riyad Mahrez for he would have been like another Jamie Vardy you know lost in the annals of time and not received his due but he did so i i i think pep makes a lot of players much better he he has become a footballing institution as swami said i think i completely agree with that he could he could write an entire chapter about the fact that people say that he follows cryofian methodologies which he does but he's 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 brought so much to the game i think we he's he's definitely in that conversation over to you pande i think it is until unless he is right there with him in terms of achieving what he has and uh well i don't think he is as good as sir alex because the times were different uh the situations were different the teams were different you cannot just go ahead and compare the likes of an old age footballing generation and a new age footballing generation but at the same time this is a cruel fucking world so the comparisons will be made and there is no logic to me in that sense even though messi won the world cup ronaldo still stands high for me and even though pep guardiola goes ahead and wins 100 trophies sir alex ferguson he is goddamn sir alex ferguson just to remind you guys so <clears throat> that that in itself is a statement so i have my pointers i i don't uh, i defy the logic that you know you need to be a man who performs exceptionally to be the best right you have to be but at the end of the day uh, sir alex faced a lot of things he made united what they are they he brought him to that stature and today if 
things are expected out of united today that you know they are a great club and it all goes to uh, sir alex ferguson so with that being said i guess it 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 is going to be a debate for a very long time and as anshu rightly mentioned right until unless we know <clears throat> if city win the treble or not i don't think that would change much of any of ours opinion because i think pep has a long way to go and he will have a lot of uh, chances to get a treble again but with that being said uh, sir alex man sir alex fuck pep guardiola <laughs> i think oh. pep guardiola think... has given a lot to the world of football in the way you know you could invent things in the way you can play football the breadth of his experience across the leagues winning leagues in different styles of play you can't say barcelona pep's barcelona and by the way pep's barcelona was I think the best team ever to play the two thousand nine, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven Barcelona was just, just, just the best. That team would keep the ball for ninety minutes and tap, 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 tap. You just watch them do the impossible. Uh, he went to Bayern Munich, won again, comes to City, stays untouchable. All I'm saying is that that the contribution of Pep Guardiola to the world of football. in the current range of managers is the highest the only one that could arguably come close to him maybe are are someone in in, in the national national managing the national teams uh, but but maybe don carlo but but that's that's a complete different uh, debate and and that would open up a pandora's box I think definitely he has more consistency than uh, Jurgen Klopp or Jose Mourinho. But the best bits of maybe Klopp or Jose Mourinho and Carlo Ancelotti are better than of that. But he would go down in history as one of the greatest managers ever to walk the face of earth. And that is something we cannot take away from Pep. I think he is just one victory away, and 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 one victory against Inter Milan, which seems very likely, and his his name is written in gold in history, in stone, forever. I think with that we are at the end of a very very long podcast. Thank you for yeah. your time, Swami. Thank you yeah. for for uh, coming. And um, it's gonna be tough editing. I think we are. I think the only yeah. question that now remains is that can I, I, I stop? I came can, for the Bernal. You came for I the Bernal. For the Bernal. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the only question that remains that can at least stop England from making a Spanish manager the best of all. Perhaps. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let's oh, let's well. the, let's see how the Belgian performs then, yeah, in both teams. Yeah, Who's the I, other Belgian? Yeah, man. Oh, Ronaldo and Lukaku. Of course, Lukaku. Uh, Lauturo Martinez, man. I think it's it's two Italians versus two Belgians. 
I I don't think uh, the Belgium. Lotaro. Sorry. Lotaro is Argentinian. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And uh, even oh. Manchester City has a very wonderful young Argentinian who likes to come after the 60 minutes Ireland has played. So. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah with that being said, I guess we are at the end of our this bloody long episode of uh, the season finale. And thank you guys for your time. I guess it's going to be another exciting season. And uh, congratulations to all of my fellow podcasters in the group. We have completed two seasons and almost two years ago and 20 episodes for the season yeah and thanks yeah so for the long run of world cup series that we did now barely anyone listened to us (laughs) but we derived a lot of (laughs) happiness from it so yeah yeah and i i guess again we we fall back to the group of members who have the grid to carry on and i think this is something which which will keep us connected and we'll keep doing this for a long, long time and would expect our listeners to, you know, keep supporting us the way they do, even if there are only 10 of them who <laughs> definitely listen to us on a, but a lot regular of, basis. We have, but, we have a lot of traction on Insta. So that's been good. Yeah, that's you can follow good. us on Insta because bloody hell, I'm sure that YouTube thing never came up. And is not <laughs> coming up and doesn't seem it like is, coming it up. Is, it, it, is, it is coming up very soon. And uh, <laughs> this time, this time it's coming with it's coming with something good. It's coming with uh, it's 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 coming with well, some good narration and some good. Uh, yeah. It's coming with good things. Let's see. God let's sweet. See, gentle, let's see. God's the American <laughs> yeah, dream is being sold, said. but we believe in hard truths. With yeah, that, yeah. So, end of the episode, guys. Thank you so much. I'll close it. Thank here. you. Thank you very much.